Right. Well, if I could just begin by asking you, Peter, um, how did uh, the creation of Journaling come about? So I guess, Simon, what you put this down to is experience. So my last exec job was head of business banking for Out West. So I suppose you could say was was responsible for about a million businesses in the country. And what those businesses told me when I was running that division was we've got a great business, but nobody knows about it. And, and then I found myself fronting the media for RBS and NatWest in, the, uh, in the, the financial crash. And what the journalists were telling me was there can't be any good news stories because no small business has ever talked to me. And that sort of left me with this great vision that if only there's something we could do to enable smaller businesses to engage with the media and, and, and get, enable the, the journalists to, to engage with the small businesses, that would be a really good step forward. And that's what we built in Journaling. So we've literally got a do-it-yourself PR platform, which is everything that a PR agency would do for you. Uh, but it's taken away the dark art that most businesses thought that this, this was. And it's taken away that affordability issue that most businesses just left PR to one side for because they couldn't afford it. Um, so, you know, in essence, the platform enables you to do PR really easily and doesn't cost you a lot of money. So it experiences what it's down to, Simon. You know, what the market was telling me and, and we put our heads together and, and set about building a platform to do it. And, and for those chamber members that haven't used journaling, can you just explain to them how, how it works, what the service actually provides when, when they, they sign up and go in to use it, how, how easy it is to use? Yeah, sure. Well, the great thing about me having sort of been behind Journalink is that I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a sort of a tech dinosaur. Um, so when the guys built this, the instruction was, if it worked for me, it'll work for anyone. Um, and it works for me. So it's really easy to use. It can work for anyone. What does it do? What we've said about in there is three or four main things. Um, so we're trying to give businesses who aren't used to doing PR, who've never done it. Maybe they've done social, they've done email marketing or something like that. Um, we've provided them with that platform that enables them to do PR. There's a lot of help bits in there. How do I get the headline right? When, when do I do PR? When do I put a press release out? What is a press release? How do I write it? How do I know which journalist to send it to? Um, do I put an image with it? What contact details do I put, put on it? We go through all of those things. So, you know, whilst it's online, it, it's, it's a pretty human experience. And in fact, you know, we have got people on the phone if you're stuck. We've got a chat, chat line if you're stuck. Um, so really, really easy to do. And it takes you right from the beginning of I've got a story to tell that I'd quite like the media to know about. So, you know, for instance, if you're putting something on the on the chamber website about your news, you should be putting that out to the general media. Um, we'll, we generally send press releases out to about four and a half thousand journalists, something like that. Um, so we just broaden your reach for your news. We help you do that. Very simple template. Um, we'll choose the journalist to send it to. If you've not got your own list, that's fine. Just leave that down to us. We distribute it for you. We give you some analytics about which titles are looking at you and how many we've sent it to and things like that. We're not going to tell you where it's covered. That's for you to decide. But you know, don't spend your whole life trying to find out where you're covered. A bit like normal marketing. Do your marketing, do your PR, then get on with your day job again. But we do all like the heavy lifting of helping you get your press release right, then the distributing of it, and then telling you who's been who's been looking after you. 
what we've also got on the platform though is a service where when journalists are writing an article they ask us for typical businesses or case studies and we link you directly with those with those journalists um, so there's, there's three times that you should be looking at putting a press release or, or putting your news out there there's when you've got some news to tell that's the press release when a journalist is writing an article and they're looking for a case study that's what we call a media request we link you up with the journalist for that then the other thing that's re a really interesting time to think about is when news is trending when journalists are look they're not quite sure what to do but there's some news that's trending journalists will be writing something about it and that's a great time for you to make a comment so uh, as we're talking now this weekend has got the tour of england um starting so the the english tour of france if you've got that starting this is a great weekend for anybody in the health industry uh, in the fitness in the healthy food industry in the cycling industry in the hospitality industry where that tour might be going through this is the weekend to be putting that out now journalists haven't asked for that yet but we know that they are going to be looking so now is the time to put that out so when the news is trending that's another really important time and one of the other services we have on the journaling platform is a calendar of, of events when when there's a national day when data is going to be coming out of government when these events are happening so we're prompting you all the time to choose the right story for the right time so you know we, we're really trying to do the thinking for you and take away that mystique of dark art of pr so really the, the starting point is as long as somebody's got a good story and that they're happy to speak to the press the rest of it the, the sort of the, the pr knowledge isn't assumed that's all there for them on journaling I mean, look, look don't be scared of this i mean really don't be scared of this um the way i look at this is the journalist needs you just as much as you need the journalist you know without you the journalist has no stories they're particularly the regional media are really looking for some good news small business stories for them to fill their columns or, or fill the the uh, the sites online yes mm. well, look, don't be scared of this at all um and when you say you've got to have a story to tell yes you do need something you do need news right mm. uh, but often that news isn't necessarily the precise things that you're doing in your business it might be you've employed three apprentices mm. and you've given them a real job mm. that's news it's not necessarily just you know the widget that you make in your business it's it's news about what you might be doing um you know we, we've got the Tory leadership coming up next week um that's a great time for you to say whoever wins that this is the impact we think it's going to have on business mm. you know, so there's all kinds of angles and stories that that you can be uh, you can be looking at um so yeah you need something to say but we take the mystique away from how you get that out there don't be frightened the journalist needs you as much as you know as much as you need them uh, and i promise you a regional journalist will not try to get a story out of you that you don't want to read about the regional journalists are really interested in bigging up their regions bigging up their areas um so you know they are friends they really are your friends and you are you know you're their friends Right, right. Now we, we've talked about uh, the journaling service in general, but you obviously uh, launched a new uh, 
PR hub for members where they can actually get some some free free advice. Can you tell us a bit more about that? What that actually uh, yeah, gives uh, members? So why why do we do this, Simon? Uh, we had a lot of feedback. We do webinars. Um, you know, we do help help uh, documents that we send out and things like that. And the feedback we got was, can you please keep this as an ongoing thing? So what we built in the, the hub that you've got on the chamber site there uh, tells you what journalists are looking for at the moment. So we pick four topics out every week that we know journalists are going to be looking for and we flag those. So, you know, you know what's going to be in vogue, you know what's coming up. We also give you a, a bit of a sort of semi humorous what we think is going to be in the media this week, what we think the stories are going to be this week. So we give you that little bit of a, a run through as a Monday morning read. Um, but what we also provide in this is um, some video based tips. So we've got some videos in there, three, four minute snippets that talk about how, get, how to get the right headline, um, what you should put in your press release, um, how you should choose the time. There's half a dozen really good short video clips that, that are very, very helpful. Uh, we've got some downloadable templates in there. So if you want to put a press release out about award, an award that you've won, there's a template for that. If it's about a launch or opening a new site, there's a template for that. So we give you some templates in there to help you with your, your structuring of your, your news release. Um, we have in there as well uh, free events that we're running. Um, so we normally run three or four free webinars every month where you can engage with real journalists or business people that have done, done press releases and engage with the media to get one-on-one -on -one advice on how to do it. Uh, we've got a free downloadable uh, ebook in there about how to write a press release. Um, so we've built into this all the things that will keep you interested, if you like. Um, so that's something you can now go to the Chamber website for now and see, you know, pick up on those things and engage with that every week. And honestly, I, I treat that as a an, an imperative copy time read on a Monday morning. You know, what's changed? We keep it completely up to date all the time. So, you know, what's trending, what's news, what's coming up and um, what might you get involved in? Cost you nothing to do that. And it's well worth as you you know have your Monday morning coffee. Just have a quick look in there and see see what's going on. Then, you know, if that's of interest, there's a little button at the bo bottom that says, yep, link me through the journal link and I want to push something out. Um, so it's all in one place. Loads of stuff. We keep that up to date for you. Right, right. Um... Uh, another thing I was going to ask, I mean, obviously, the businesses are under a lot of pressure at the moment with rising costs, etc. And some businesses might say, I, you know, I, I simply don't have time to sort of do the, the, the deal with the media, do the PR side of things. Can you can you explain what the benefits could be to, to getting media coverage? How you know how can it help your bottom line, for example? You know, one of the things that sort of led to this, um, I'm, I'm short of cash, cost of living crisis, and all the things that we're in at the moment. One of the things that led to that has been the pandemic, and mm. What we learned in the pandemic, and largely because we were forced to use online purchasing. So, you know, we all, whether we liked it or not, and, you know, we might try and reverse out of it now and get back to buying from small businesses proper. But in the lockdown, we had to go and buy from Amazon. And we've all got used to, when we're buying things, looking at reviews and recommendations before we'll buy. Mm. So 19 out of 20 of us now will not buy before we've read reviews and recommendations of other people. Uh, and, and this isn't, um, you know, this isn't me saying to my wife, buy that, it's good. This is independent reviews and lots of them. Hmm. So independent reviews and recommendations, more important than ever when you're trying to sell a product or entice someone to come and stay at your hotel 
or your event, you know, whatever it might be. The other interesting bit of stats that's coming out at the moment is our general distrust of what we read in social media. We only believe about 10% of what people say now in social media. And there may be, you know, various reasons for that. People that we've not trusted in, in the social world and we discount then what they say. So only 10% of us believe what's in social media. But 53% of us believe in what comes out in broadcast. Over 45% of us believe what we read in print. So it's never been more important than to have a journalist write something positive about your business in a newspaper article or, or in broadcast. So, you know, that's the best review and recommendation from a trusted independent third party you are ever going to get. Mm. Now, you can put something in social and whatever pickup you get in social, great. Uh, but generally, it's your own followers that, yeah. that pick that up or your existing customers. What PR is about is putting your brand in front of people who've not not heard of your brand before um, and not just putting that brand in front of them, but having those independent reviews and recommendations alongside those. So PR is so, so important as part of that marketing mix now. Uh, and you've said a couple of times, you know, I might not have time to deal with the journalists. Honestly, it takes no time. Uh, 99 99.99% of the time, the journalist will take what you've put out in your press release and just use that. It's, it's quite rare that the journalists will get in touch with you and want a conversation, unless it's a big story. If it's a big story, yeah, they sort of push the boat out a little bit. But most of the time, they'll just take snippets from that, put it in their online articles, or, or put it in print, but just use it as it is. So your time commitment is very, very, very little. The biggest time commitment that we, we have businesses tell us about is actually writing the press release. Um, and you know well, we get that, we get that. You're really good at the business you run, but actually your skill set might not be into writing a press release and you worry about it. Uh, that's why in Journalink, we'll write it for you. Just give us the brief and we charge you 60 pounds to write it. And that's done by a professional copywriter. We do all that for you and just take that time pressure away from you. Um, so it's not time consuming. Um, you know, somebody with their, you know, the planning right, you could spend an hour a month and that would be enough for you to have a reasonably good um, PR strategy running. You're probably looking to put one press release out a month at least, but mm. maybe not more than that. That's enough. Mm. Um, one of the important things is that the, you then keep it live. Um, so a fourth service we do through the journaling platform is we run a media room for you. So we give you the template for a media room. What do I mean by media room? We, we give you the template for this. You can put in your marketing collateral. We you put your branding in it, your own colors, um, your contact details, social, social handles. We automatically pick up your Twitter feed through there. Um, and we automatically update that every time you put a press release through. Then we give you the URL code for that. So all you have to do is just create a new page on your website, copy and paste that URL code into it. You now have a running live press room on your website. Why is that important? That's important because so many businesses will start their business and have a website and that's it. Job done. Don't touch it. What this does now is give you a dynamic press room that's up to date and it's current. So when people go to your website, they don't just see that sort of copyright 2012 down the bottom. 
they actually see a live website with your latest news that you put out there, your latest social comment through Twitter, your contact details, your marketing collateral, and it's updated and live. So we do that for you as well. It's really important you keep your press releases live. Um, so often people just send an email out as a press release, it's finished. Nothing more happens to it. We leave it on their life. And, and having a professionally built website, a uh, professionally built press room like that makes you look an awful lot bigger than you actually are. You know, you're a British gas when you've got one of these because that's what British gas pay £50,000 a month for. You're getting it free as part of the platform uh, with, with the Journaling subscription. Right. And um, we, we've sort of touched on this, but I wonder if you could just um, explain to some to, to uh, us what, what makes a story? I mean, obviously, people are very proud of their companies and everything they're doing. But what, what type of things will make a story? What, what will a reporter be interested in? Um, anything, right? So, so a lot of angles to this, Simon. Uh, one of the rules I always say is the 12 year old rule. If you've got a story idea that you think a journalist would be interested in, scope it out, give it to a 12 year old to read. If they read it to the end, the journalist is going to be interested. If they read the first line and go back to the TV, then forget it and find another news angle. Uh, so make sure that it's not just you that thinks this is interesting. Check it out with other people to make sure they do as well. But any story is of interest. Um, it's got to have an insight to it. So something just a little bit different. And that can be right the way from some new data that you've got uh, to uh, a new shop that's opening, to employees that you've taken on, to a launch of a product that you've got for the right time of the year. It could be you've got the perfect gift for Christmas for the man who's got everything. Right? Even now, as we sit here at the beginning of September doing, doing our conversation now, even now, we've got journalists asking for Christmas lists. Yes, I've seen some of those come through. Yes, yeah, you've yes, seen some come through. So yeah. anything that you think makes good. Let me give you a couple of examples of ones that I remember that you know really resonated. Uh, one of the first businesses to sign up to Journalink um, was a drill company, drill bit company. And I phoned them up to say, why have you signed up? Just really interested, just a bit of sort of market research. And they said, well, if you can get any media coverage, you're doing better than anybody else because we've got the most boring product in the world. <laughs> and you know, it was a drill, so it was a boring product. But, you know, that, that, <laughs> that went with it. Yeah. So I asked, I asked them, so, so what's different about your drills? And they said, they're diamond tipped. Well, actually, every drill that I buy, I think, is diamond drip, tipped or something. But nonetheless, is diamond tipped. Mm. And I said, do you export? Yeah, 20 countries, Vegas, Dubai. And I'm starting to think of a story now about exporting diamonds to Dubai and Vegas. And then I said, what was your biggest disappointment? And he said, we got turned down by Dragon's Den 10 years ago. And I said, have you ever made a profit? And he said, yeah, we just celebrated 10 years of profits. That was the story. It was nothing to do with drill bits. This was 10 years profits turned down by Dragon's Den. Right. Yeah. But broad scale coverage, broad scale coverage. Uh, we had another one, a, uh, a lady who, uh, when she was pregnant, struggled with knowing what to drink in pregnancy and worked out the best uh, herbal teas that suited her. So when she had the little one, she started a business from the, uh, the kitchen in a, in a house selling herbal teas. The teas never went, I mean, the remarkable thing about the business, the teas never went through the kitchen. She, she took the order and then she ordered online and as she'd ordered online, um, the, the, you know, the delivery went straight out. So the business actually never actually went through the kitchen, but she managed it through there. 
And I said to her one day, well, what sort of contracts have you got? And she said, you won't believe it. We just got a contract with one of the hotels in Shanghai. The story was exporting tea to China. <laughs> yes, fantastic. Yeah. Very true. Story. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are a couple that sort of land, but you know, we see oh, 10, 15 a day going through Journaling. Um, and it could be an event. It could be uh, it could be a launch. It could be a shop that's opening. It could be a comment on what's coming out of the uh, trending at the, at the moment, what's coming out of the government. It could be any raft of things. The local journalists are really interested in bigging, as I've said before, bigging up their area, their patch. They like to celebrate the businesses in their region. So, you know, pretty well any any story that you've got that's relevant to your region it could be a charitable event. Now, a lot of charity events that are going on. What what are you doing as you know as a business to to celebrate that? What are you doing with your staff? Um, health health and safety um, is important nowadays. What are you doing in terms of of health and well being? Um, you know, all those have got angles to them. So any story that's good. The difference between a regional journalist and a national journalist is the national journalists want the big story, yes. and often they're looking to a bit of bit of bashing of someone, but the regional journalists no. They want to celebrate the local local patch. And we have thousands of regional titles up and down the country. And you know, one of them will be interested in what you're putting out. It's very rare we put something through Journaling and we don't see any journalists looking at it. Very, very, very rare. Normally we'll see 10, 15, 20 journalists looking at it. They may not use it, they may not use it on that day, but they might come back to you in three months' time and say, we just banked this. Um, now's the right time for us. Could we have a conversation? So, you know, it's absolutely worth sharing your news externally. Now, we, we've talked, we touched on case studies, obviously, and, and journalists looking for particular types of businesses to comment on things. And I wonder if you could, I mean, I know you said obviously people shouldn't be daunted by speaking to the reporter, particularly regional ones, but I wonder if you had any sort of tips on speaking to reporters. I mean, first, I mean, what can people expect? Because I mean, some people might expect the, so we're going to get a grilling or something, and it's not—it's not like that, is it? That's not what uh, it's well, about, really. So if something's gone horribly wrong, hmm. then there's a story in it, and you've got to be careful, right? So we yeah. you know, talk about crisis media management, um, and you know when I was fronting the media for for RBS and NatWest and the financial crash, you know I, I was front and centre of journalists trying to get me to say the wrong thing so they can put their really provocative headlines out there, and you know. Sure. The rest of the population absolutely enjoyed kicking RBS in that West. And, you know, we're a miserable bunch in the UK. We like to read about other people's misfortunes. And, you know, I was at the nub end if I said the wrong thing. But look, the vast majority of times, journalists are not trying to do that with you. They're trying to get content for their columns and they need that content. The way I look at it, the, the phrase I always use is this is your gig. So your opportunity to get your message and your product in the paper and get that, that promoted. But you're also the journalist's pimp. So you're there to help the journalists get their column inches that get past the editor and it's a proper story. Hmm. So use, you know, use that opportunity. The journalist is your best friend because you want to get your your business in their columns. And you are the journalist's best friend because they want a story. They've got to fill their columns up. And nowadays, you know, if we if we wind back 50 years and when a newspaper would come out, you know, Manchester Evening News would come out in the evening and that's the end of it. They just had to do that. Now the Manchester Evening News has got online columns that they're constantly changing. 
So the demand for new stories is now much, much greater than it ever was was in the past. So, you know, you're the you're the journalist's best friend. One of the things to think about, though, as well in this, in, in enticing the journalist is a good image. So, you know, as you walk through work through the template in Journaling, uh, you get to the stage of saying, now add your image and we tell you what what that might be. Uh, a good quality image that's relevant to the story. So it's not your holiday snaps. It's a good quality image that's that's relevant to the story and perhaps got a bit of an edge to it will often mean the journalist will use your press release, even though the story might have been a bit weak because of the image. Mm, mm. So a good image in there. It's really, really important. We we estimate that you've got a four times greater likelihood of pickup if you've got a good image in there than if you haven't. Right. So always make sure you've got a good image in there. Right, right. Yeah. And um, I was wondering when we look, I mean, we talked about obviously the regional side of things. Um, looking at the national media, um, I mean, is, is there much point in SME trying to sort of contact the national media or is it? Is it, is it because I know it's very London centric in this country, aren't we? The national titles. Is it uh, worth approaching somebody, you know, like the Guardian or the Financial Times, for you, example? You, you're sort of London centric, but actually it's national centric, Simon. Because hmm. uh, what they're looking for are predominantly the national stories. Yes. Right. Um, so, I mean, next week, for instance, when the, law, the Tory leadership is announced, there will be journalists who desperately want to speak to small businesses about the impact on them of whatever the new leader brings out. Hmm. Um, we, we have journalists from the Times, Sunday Times, Mail on Sunday, asking us fairly regularly for business case studies, uh, hmm. cost of living, uh, cost of running a business. If you're in the hospitality trade at the moment, the cost of your power bill, how is that affecting you? Can you survive with that? The journalists are looking for those small business in the high street examples for them to use in their stories. Yeah, sure, they can go to the big brewers, and they can ask the brewers what the impact is. But actually, what readers want to know about is, well, you know, is my local pub going to close here? Is the price of beer going to go up 15 pence because the power price has gone up? Yeah, so, sure. you know, the stories that are trending are always of interest to the national media. Mm-hmm. National media is less likely to pick up a story that you're putting out that's not in the trending news or in the news cycle. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, dog bites man, nobody interested. Man bites dog, yeah, national news will cover it. Um, there was there was a case in, in lockdown when we were all socially distancing that got national coverage and hit the BBC and was on the news in the evening, um, which was the guy in a pub who, who put a, an electric uh, fence wiring around his bar and he sort of hung the electrification thing on the bar, right? And this was his way of trying to get people socially distancing. I don't think for a minute he plugged it in. I think it was a gimmick. <laughs> I think it was a gimmick, but got coverage widely yeah. because we were all talking about social distancing. We were all talking about can we go to the pub? And it was just a great little story. And it, you know, it got on AOL News and it, you know, got on the BBC. Um, so those, you know, those stories will hit mainstream TV and and and, and mainstream uh, media. So. Yeah, it is worth putting stuff to the Guardian, but they're not, and, and we will distribute. We will distribute to all the channels and to the main titles that are interested in the SME space. Uh, we know who those journalists are, so we will we will distribute to those journalists specifically. Once in a while, they will pick up a a press release that a business has put out. More often, they come in the other direction, looking for case studies for articles that they are writing. 
but you know to your point about being being scared against a journalist you know don't be uh, the one tip i'll give you is there is no such thing as off the record Right. So, you know, if the journalist says to you, yeah, but you know, we've had the chat, but off the record, what's it really like working at Manchester Chamber? Oh, well, actually, it's a horrible place. That's going to get in the paper. Yeah. Yeah. So there is nothing off the record. Yeah. Whenever I was doing the interviews, I'd always ask the journalist, you know, the very first thing I'd say to the journalist, off the record, what are you trying to do here? And the journalist frequently would tell me what their agenda was, but I would never tell them anything off the record from my side. So you're never off the record. And if you are lucky enough to get a radio slot or a TV slot, radio slot, the microphone is always on. Mm. And TV, if there is a camera anywhere near you, it is on. Mm. So, you know, don't be lulled into that false sense of security of I've done it now. You know, I've given you all the lies. Do you want the truth quietly now? <laughs> no. No, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mike's always on. And there, look, there are plenty of political examples that we can all think of. Yes, where absolutely. people have had their careers ruined by yeah, saying yeah. the wrong thing. So yeah, nothing is ever off the record is the best oh. thing. But don't be scared of them. You know, really don't be scared of journalists. They're mm. your best friend. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, we can, we can sort of say there's certainly plenty of opportunities out there for, for, for businesses um, who are, you know, are willing to, to speak to the press, really. And that's that's the bottom line. Yeah. And, and, and often, I mean, it's quite interesting when we look at the media requests that we get through. Um, I just looking at a couple that we've got coming through today, uh, looking for a psychologist in something. Uh, you know, we get random requests coming through, and these are just articles that journalists are now writing today. And if that just happens to fit what you do, you're in, that you know you can respond to it the way we do it in journaling. You'll get an email saying journalist is looking for this. If this is you, just reply to this email. Go straight back to the journalist. And that journalist can be in touch with you in five minutes. We had one a couple of years ago, um, uh, Five Live, looking for an educationalist, a uh, small business in education, uh, to comment tomorrow morning. And within four minutes, the business had replied to the media request. The BBC researcher had contacted the journalist and booked them for the next morning. Uh, that business was on Five Live the next morning next to a corporate who'd been paying their PR agency £14,000 a month just to get them on the BBC. Really? Yeah. It's as easy as that. It's yeah, as easy yeah. as that. But journalists need small businesses. Mm -hmm. And they need that that sort of quick response as well, don't they? It's the fact yeah, that if you want somebody, it is tomorrow morning. It's not yeah, the end of the week. Yeah, that's one thing to bear in mind, Simon. I think that's yeah. one thing to bear in mind, that um, they are impatient uh, and they're short of time. Mm. So if you do get that window of opportunity, take it there and then. Yes. Because if you don't take it there and then another business might. Yes. So and it's the same when you put a press release out, make sure your contact details are there. And if your phone rings and it's a journalist from the Manchester Evening News, take the call. Because if you say, look, I'm busy at the moment, can you give me a ring back in four hours later? Uh, you won't get a call back in no, four hours. No. You won't. So take it then. Uh, yes. So do treat them with respect and recognise the timescales that they're up against. Yes, yes. Yeah. Right. Well, I've covered all the topics that uh, I wanted to. Was there anything finally you wanted to mention or anything we've not covered? Look, the one thing that I you know, would say is don't be scared of doing PR. It's an imperative part of your marketing mix. Any business that's going to survive and grow needs marketing. And you may be doing advertising in the local magazine. Hmm. For the cost of that, you can use the Genlink platform for probably about six months, giving you the opportunity to put half a dozen press releases out 
to five, 10,000 journalists. So PR is a critical part of that marketing mix alongside your social, alongside what your website looks like, uh, alongside your advertising, your email campaigns. It's part of that. And if you don't do it, you're missing out on a substantial opportunity of getting your brand profile by independent, trusted uh, third parties. Um, what I would say is never spend more than 20 percent of your marketing budget on PR, but do spend 10 percent of it. So if you've got a big marketing budget, nothing wrong at all with using a PR agency to help you do that and let them do all the heavy lifting, the donkey work. If you've got a more modest budget, then you know use a platform like Journalink where you'll be able to do exactly the same as the agency can do, but you're doing it yourself in a simple, easy format without the cost. So it's a critical element of it. And right, right at the moment, uh, as you know, businesses are struggling, Having an economic way of engaging with the media is absolutely critical. But more important still is getting your brand out there in the market now is, is fundamental to you surviving the, you know, the tough times that we're in now. Yeah. So you know, it, is, it is a cost that you do. Uh, on Journal, we're hugely alive to the cost of living piece. Um, we run a very, very good subscription service, which will cost you £50 a month, nothing more than that, to do all your PR. But if you just want to do one-offs periodically and not be committed to a monthly payment, we'll do that for you as well. So, you know, we're hugely alive to the cost cost imperatives and, and you know, this dark art we've made pretty light now for you. So it's not hard anymore. So, you know, have a look at it. Um, we've also made sure that you actually have a look at Journalink itself before you've actually got to commit to paying any money. So you can go onto the Chamber site, link onto the Chamber link to Journalink. And then you can have a play around with it and see it before you actually come paying money. If it's not for you, that's fine. But most of the businesses that we engage with say this is exactly what we want. And we get some you know, fantastic testimonials back. So, yeah, take the opportunity. Don't be shy about your brand. Get out there and shout about it.